Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. And, and here's what I want to say to you, is that do not quench the Holy Spirit in your life. By fears or by worries or, or, or by what you have or what you don't have. We talked about it on Thursday, and I elaborated a little more on what Pastor Marissa had shared with, but it was the woman with, with, with the oil that had nothing, and the, and the prophet came, and he said, go get more vessels, go get more pots. And the more pots that she brought in, the oil, right, it kept flowing. But before that, she says, I don't have anything except for these pots. She said, I don't have anything except for the very thing that was going to bring the abundance of God into her life. She already had that. I want to read this to you. I don't ever want to be in a place where I misunderstand the season that I'm in. The word misunderstand means to fail to interpret or understand something correctly. The failure to understand the words or actions of someone correctly. And as children of God, we are called to be led by the Spirit. Amen? We know that. Those who are children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And and all that we do, whether it makes sense or not, we are called to be led by the Spirit of God. We can quench the flow of the Spirit when we don't follow the leading of the Spirit. That's a real quick way to shut off. Just think about, you know, think about a spigot outside. You turn it on. Water's flowing, water's flowing, and all of a sudden, ee! like just get that, that, that simple revelation is the Holy Spirit is longing to flow, but the moment we quench him, and so I believe that there are times in our life where we can misunderstand a season that we're in, and we will quench the leading of the Spirit because it doesn't make sense to us. I was just talking to an individual the other day. God said this, 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 and this. And then the next week, it's the exact opposite. Like, wait, didn't God just say? Like, do you not, like, like, what are, like, and I've heard that before. Oh, well, God's telling me to do this. Really? Like, that's, I don't know about that. Oh, well, you know, yeah, because this and because that and because this. And it's every reason why it's comfortable to them. This is why God's saying it. And I've been there before. Like, I've been in that place where I've tried to almost strong arm the Lord into hearing his voice differently so it makes me a little more comfortable. Been there. Jesus. To quench means to extinguish or to suppress. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, To everything there is an appointed time or a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Now, and I want, I want to read this. This is kind of where I'm going to just, I'm going to really put this message all together right here and now. Huh. So in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, prophetically, there's this tribe called the tribe of Issachar, okay? One of my favorite tribes to read about and study about. There were 200 leaders of this tribe, and all these men understood the times and knew the best course that Israel should take in every season. The sons of Issachar, the tribe of Issachar, knew the times and the seasons of what God was calling them to do. This tribe was led by the Spirit of the Lord. And this tribe, to me, prophetically shows a piece of God's heart for His children today. That we need to ask and talk to the Lord and inquire of Him, of God, what are you calling me to do? What are you wanting me to do right now? 
But it's not enough just for that. We have to then take the step forward and not quench the spirit and be obedient. I was thinking the other day, we can have all these issues, but in a single moment, right when we think that something's taken care of in our lives, let me give you this example. I gave this example the other day when dealing with a poverty mind is that you can have an abundance in your savings account, right? Let's just say you struggle with that. You have an abundance in your savings account. You're like, wow, I got $65,000. I feel good. Like, finally, I've broken free. Finally. And then the next day, God's like, I want you to give away 64500 of that. And you're like, oh, no, 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 hold on. Think about that for a second. The very moment that you are comfortable in what you believe he's called you into, he shifts it. And will you be willing to be obedient even if it doesn't make sense? But God, that doesn't make sense. I've gone through the wilderness. Look, David, David remembers when me and Karen went through the wilderness. It was hardcore. I think I told the story before. Water and ketchup in the fridge. And I'm like, God, I'm a man of God. Why do I have nothing I remember I would even like tithe angrily. This is true. I'm being real with you. I remember, look, look, it got so bad. Look, look, I'm gonna be real. Here we go. We, we finally got our savings good. Finally. And at that point, we were young. It was like 2014, first year of marriage. We finally got, like, we went through the ringer and we trusted God and we were like, Lord, I don't care. Like, it is what it is. And I remember we finally, finally, we we're like, oh, Jesus, got a little bit of a cushion. It was like 3,500 bucks in our savings. We're like, glory to the lamb. We're driving home, hallelujah. We just got done eating. I get pulled over and a warrant from when I was like 17 years old. The cop's like, I hate to do this, but got to take you to jail. I was like, God, oh, dad, damn it. Okay, buddy. Yeah, whatever. Tickets, court fines, jail costs, 2,700 bucks. Just like that. Everything that we thought was securing us, this safety net that we had built in a moment, was it justice? Yeah, it was. Like, God was just in that, right? Like, I, I, I owed that from something that happened, right? Like, I did. It's, it's true. But in a moment, it was gone. And we were like, oh my gosh, like, what just happened? And so, Rather than just quenching the Holy Spirit and like, oh, I quit, I give up, it's too hard, I'm not doing this. We said, you know what, we're going to give more. We're going to start sowing more than we've ever sown before. We're just going to start trusting and doing what God is calling us to do. And rather than saying, okay, God, this doesn't make any sense because you've built this up within us and you told us you were going to bless us, but now this just happened, it doesn't make any sense. That could have threw us off the course of what God was calling us into. So in Romans 8, where it says that as children of God, we're led by the Spirit of God, it's the very same word led when we see Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit of God. It's, it's the word led, and that word, I want to read this to you because I think it's, it's really, really profound on what the Spirit of the Lord is calling us into in this hour. Thank you, Jesus. It's the word ago, and it means to keep lead, to carry. But check this out. It also means to induce. If we're in a place 
where we are not understanding the season that we're in. We said it before, we can abort the call of God. We can abort that season based upon us not trusting him. I've seen it so many, too many times where it's like God has told me this and the next day it's something completely different. And it's like, what are you doing? You just said God called you to do that. And so one of two things is out of order. Either you don't know how to hear him or you are not trusting him. Either you're not understanding how to hear the father and hear his voice or you are not trusting him. Because that word led means to induce. There is something that is within you that the Holy Spirit is longing to bring forth and birthing through you in those wilderness moments, in those testing and trying moments. In the wilderness, there is an induction that takes place that then forth a birth can come upon the earth through you and what he wants to do. And we can easily abort that because we don't understand. Oh God, you said I would do this. You said I would do that. You called me to do this. You called me to do that. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why did this, why did this go through? Why did that not go through? And we misunderstand our season. You see, numerous times, what did God tell? God told Paul, that, Jesus told Paul that he was going to go and minister throughout the land and you're going to go here and you're going to go there. But he never told him he would be shipwrecked or beaten or thrown in prison. But God, you called me to preach to the masses. Why am I in prison? But God, you, you called me to do this. Why is this looking like this? But when we understand, we are in that place of intimacy with him, and we know that we are being led by the Spirit of God, it doesn't matter what kind of trial we go through. It doesn't matter what it looks like. We know what God has called us into, and we know that very thing will be birthed because we know what our dad has said. Jesus. So I just want to just quickly share that with you, is that wherever you're at with the Lord right now, don't misunderstand the season. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of a birth that can happen in the season that you're in because you misunderstand it or it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've seen plans of God thrown out the window because somebody didn't understand it or it didn't make sense when we were going to a church God called us to go to a church in Woodville made no sense it was an hour and a half drive there hour and a half drive back made no sense at all but there are things in my life right now that there's fruit being birthed because of us being connected when we drove out there to Woodville there's people in our life there's things that we've sown into. There are cities that we've been able to capture for the kingdom because of the connection that we made there. We could have easily said in that season, could have easily said, God, that's a lot of gas. God, that's a, we got three kids. We got to get them dressed and ready to go. They're in a car for an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back. We could have had every single excuse as why it doesn't make sense. God, we can go to a church in Orange. It's five minutes down the road. But we were obedient. And we understood the season that we were in. When you understand and when you are allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, regardless of what it looks like, you live a life that does not quench the Holy Spirit. And I want to say this to you now. Even if it doesn't make sense, when you are intimate and you are, you are completely in agreement with the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in your life, those doesn't make sense moments are going to produce something beautiful on the earth.
And as you are led by the Spirit of God, He is inducing you to birth forth promises. If only we don't allow the quenching of the Spirit to take place. You know what I'm saying? Like we gotta be like, I can give you so many examples in my life where I tried to do things my way. Where I tried to do, oh God, yeah, I hear you. Oh yeah, you told me, I, okay, yo, I'm gonna go do it this way. Uh, last night we were at this, um, this uh, uh, um, uh, service at Grace Community Church and uh, the guys, um, Patrick Suarez or something like that was the minister there. And a uh, real great guy, awesome guy. But he said something so cool. It's, it's, it's something that I, I, I just, I absolutely love. But he was talking about like seeing things from the perspective of heaven. So like when Lazarus was in the tomb, like Earth's, Earth's perspective says, oh, he's dead. He's been dead. He's dead, dead, stinky dead. But heaven's perspective is he's just sleeping. Right? Heaven's perspective was it's, it's about to be time for a birth. And if, we, and if we are in this place where we are misunderstanding, oh, but God, you said this, why did that dream or that ministry die? Well, maybe it's not dead. Maybe God just put it on hold so he could work out some character issues in you so he could just breathe life on that thing a little bit later so you can see it resurrect. <laughs> so, beloved, this season that you're in, don't misunderstand it. Even if it doesn't make sense, just get close to the Father's heart. Because in the end, what he's longing to see done on the earth, if you're just saying yes, it's going to happen. It's going to come to pass. I'm telling you. There will be action. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to do some things. There's going to be some things you got to do. There's, there's no doubt about that. We're not just going to sit on a couch and the will of God just going to happen right before our eyes. Can he do it like that in his sovereignty? Absolutely. But I believe it's God's plan to co-labor with man to see the kingdom come to the earth. And so I say this to you. Whether it's job, life, ministry, family, whatever it may be. If it's kind of rocky right now, like, God, what the heck is going on? I just don't understand. Remember that you're a child of God. And all things work for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, even though it's not good in the moment, we trust and know that he is good. So him being good trumps anything else that isn't good. <laughs> so God, you know, Paul wasn't like, "Woo, this is good. Yeah, I'm shipwrecked. I'm, I'm getting beaten going to prison. This is good. I don't know if that was his mindset. <laughs> but I know in my trial moments, I'm not like, "Woo, God, you're so good. I'm glad I'm walking through this fire. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, God, this sucks. Help me. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> and so I just want to prophesy that out over our hearts that in this season that we would not quench what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to do, that we would say yes, regardless of the furnace that it calls us to go into. Because those three young boys went into a furnace that was heated up, what, seven times over? Something like crazy like that? And what happened? It manifested the Son of God. Think about that for a second. When you say yes to the furnace, when you say yes to those situations that are turned up seven times seven, what, what does it do? It manifests the Son of God in your situation. That's what it does. I can't believe we have the heater on in this church. <laughs> so in any situation, prophesy the heart of God and know this, that in the heat of the moment, keep saying yes, regardless of how crazy or how much it just does not make sense. You were not called to walk around the same mountains. You were called to speak to the mountains. 
You were not called to live and dwell in the wilderness. You were called to, you were called to go through that wilderness. You're not called to just stay at the shoreline and see this massive Red Sea in front of you with Pharaoh and his armies chasing you. You were called to look at that Red Sea and see it part. So it doesn't matter your situation. Know the season that you're in. Stand with me. Jesus. Nicole, thank you.